Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. Our God is big enough, amen? Yes, for any challenge, for any challenge. Right, let's change pace. Uh, if I haven't met you before, my name's Christy, and uh, today we are looking at love being a gift. Do you remember what we've done over the last couple of weeks? Love was a manger, and then love is a nativity, and today love is a gift. So I thought I should start by giving some gifts. Good idea? Awesome. Okay. I'm going to mosey down. I think I felt like I needed music, but there's no music. Okay. I'm going to randomly give some gifts. I'm going to give a gift to Sarah Poxon. Now, I know Sarah pretty well. We've known each other for a long time, haven't we? But I don't, like, super know you. Super know. So here's a gift for you. Open that one up and tell me what's in it. You have to open it now. Star Wars? A Star Wars, not just any Star Wars gift. It's a Star Wars Millennium Falcon adventure pack. Wow. <laughs> it's a good gift. Enjoy. Enjoy, Sarah. I'm going to pop over this way. Who can I spot? Dorothy. Hello, Dorothy. I bought you a gift. Do you want to see what's in there? Wow. What is that? What is it? I'll read it out. Oh, this is an awesome gift. It's a magic heat-reactive, colour-changing, blue and purple, ordinary, not-out-of-this-world lab putty. It's lab putty. You can investigate that. But it's a great gift. Pop it in there and you can have a play, play later. Such good gifts. Okay, who should I give this one to? Danny. There's a gift for you. You can stand up if you want. It's not Lego. It's not Lego. It doesn't rattle. I think you want it in the I know. <laughs> what shape is it? Anyone guess? Record. Oh, record. Who, who knows what that record is? Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. Now, Daniel Mizdam, if you, Oh. <laughs> nearly hurt someone. Um... If you were to rate that gift, zero to ten, what would you give it? Eleven. 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 I like that. As you may have guessed, these gift givings were to make a bit of a point. I've known Danny for 25 years now, which is a really long time. And I know him really, really, really well. So I can find him a gift that I know is perfect. And actually, truth be told, I could probably find Sarah and Dorothy pretty perfect gifts as well. It doesn't suit the analogy so well. But the point of the matter is the heart of the giver is really important when we give gifts. The other thing about Danny is I actually love him a lot. I have great affection for him. And I would choose him above anyone else in this room if we had to fire and we had to. I couldn't carry him out. I couldn't carry him out, but I would choose him to be rescued with me. So I can find the gift that he would most appreciate. And at the moment, that's a record. Gift giving is so much about who gives the gift. 
and how much they know us and how much they appreciate us. Has anyone done uh, Secret Santa at their workplace? Yes, we do every year and I love it. It's so much fun. But boy, some people miss the mark, don't they? Like, we draw names out of a hat so we know who our gift is for. And sometimes I see people open their gifts and I'm like, oh my goodness, what were they thinking? They get it so wrong, so very, very wrong. And it just goes to show that even though we work together, we actually don't know each other very well at all. Gift giving in our Misdom household is a really important part of Christmas. We love giving gifts and we love receiving gifts. I know some of you out there don't do the gift giving so much. We do. We do. We plan well and now my kids have pocket money and they can buy for each other. And it's so beautiful to see them learning to buy a gift that the other person really wants. <laughs> That's a, a big stage in maturity, isn't it? Something that they want, not something that I want. It's important that the giver knows us. And you know, our God knows us so perfectly that he gave us the perfect gift, which is his son and his love through his son. So today we're going to be talking about love, which you all knew already. He knows us so perfectly, and he has the most amazing heart. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 5, uh, sorry, chapter 11, verse 5, and it gives us a bit of a glimpse into who this God is and how he, um, how he treats us. So verse 5 said, And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight friend and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. See, co-sleeping, not a new thing, old thing. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This passage tells us who our Father is and what he's like. He's responsive to us. When we knock, he opens the door. He doesn't say, it's too late I've got other people to deal with. He opens the door. If we search him out, he doesn't hide himself. He makes himself known. Anyone who asks, receive. He is so, so generous. And he gives good gifts. He doesn't tease us. He doesn't give us bad things when we ask for good things. He doesn't trick us. He gives us food and things that we need. That's the father heart that we're talking about today when we're talking about the fact that love is a gift. 
He's a generous father and we can be confident in his heart. Now, the verse that sums up this whole idea of love being a gift um, is John 3.16. And this is a verse that so many of us know so well that it sort of disappears. I was listening to um, a friend of mine give his testimony the other day, and he said he was so far from God, and his really annoying brother had become a Christian and rang him every week and said, do you have a Bible? Have you read it? Do you have a Bible? Have you read it? Do you have a Bible? Have you read it? And he got so sick of him. He's like, okay. He bought a Bible and he read it. He started at John. He got to John 3.16, and that was it. Jesus has been his saviour ever since. And this verse just imprinted itself on his brain. And it does that to us, doesn't it? So I'm going to read it now. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. The gift of Jesus, his son, the love from heaven to the manger through the nativity is how God chose to wrap this gift. Literally, he wrapped it. (laughs) Mary wrapped it in swaddling cloths in an unclean, dirty, filthy manger, unexpectedly with heralding angels and, as I like to call them, a flock of shepherds, wise men. It's a perfect gift, wrapped weirdly. The Father knows us so, so well because he created us, didn't he? In his image, even. And he made this beautiful garden for us to live in and this world, and he had this perfect relationship with us, and we broke it, didn't we? Because we have a choice to choose God, and we don't usually make that choice by ourselves. We choose to choose us. That's what Adam and Eve did. They chose themselves rather than choosing God. And that broke the relationship. So we have freedom, freedom to choose, but we didn't choose God. And he's been pursuing us, seeking us ever since. He's saying, coming back to me, choose me. Here I am. This is who I am. This is my heart. This is how I work. And this is how I love you. And he's relentless. And the Christmas story, the nativity, is the beginning of this ultimate gift-giving, where he wrapped up his love from heaven and sent it to earth in the form of this tiny, human, helpless baby. And he said, here it is. This is my gift. I will send the angels to herald it, and forever this will be my gift to you. Mary and Joseph received this gift, and it was perfect. But God's gift is actually the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Not only was Jesus their son, but Mary and Joseph then had a whole new perspective on God. They'd seen heralding angels. They'd seen these miraculous visitors that had come. The heart of the giver had been revealed to them. Over time, with angels visiting Mary and Joseph and this unusual birth and then the miracles that followed... And it continued to be revealed as Jesus grew, as he worked, as he moved into ministry. The gift of Jesus was being unwrapped in front of their very eyes. In Luke chapter 2, we read the nativity, and Ruth uh, read that to us last week. 
But it's only half the chapter, have you noticed? It finishes at verse 20, but the chapter keeps going for quite a bit. And we see this unwrapping of Jesus taking place in chapter 2. So in verse 21, at eight days old, he was taken to the temple, named and circumcised, as was the Jewish tradition. In verse 22, he was um, presented, and Simeon, who was a man that God had promised would never die until he saw the Messiah, was there and saw him. And Simeon said, Master, he was talking to God, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. So this little baby, more about him was being revealed. People were seeing this Messiah. Then in verse 36, there was a prophet named Anna. Anna had been widowed at the age of, well, I don't know, after seven years of marriage, 84 years since then, she had been a full-time worshiper in the temple, full-time worshiping God, praying, fasting, and just giving her life to God. She saw Jesus and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for redemption for Jerusalem, unwrapping who this was. In verse 41, Jesus was older. He was a child and he was going to uh, Passover with his family, massive crowd, and he got lost. And his parents, I imagine, were berating him for getting lost. And he said, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand him. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured up all these things in her heart. More unwrapping. Mary was seeing who this child was. In verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Mary and Joseph saw the unwrapping of Jesus. They saw their son grow, move into adulthood, work, and then move into ministry, teach, perform miracles, heal, bless, raise his friends from the dead. And then they saw him die. This is part of the gift of love. The nativity, the story of birth, resolves into a story of death. This gift of heaven became the ultimate gift of love when he died for us, when he reconnected us to the Father's heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And you know what? That life can start now. If you're watching online today, wherever you are. You're sitting here, that life starts now. For many of us, it started, well, recently, maybe a long time ago. For me, it started when I was nine years old uh, at a youth camp. And I chose to follow Jesus, to say yes. And I still remember that moment. I received the Holy Spirit at the same time. And I remember that physical feeling of the Holy Spirit coming into my life. But you know, there was more unwrapping to do after that. 
I remember at that age 12, the world was going through um, the Gulf War. And I was really fearful and anxious. And I guess it's maybe a little bit similar to this season of COVID where could this be a world war? Was this World War Three? And I saw all these visions of planes attacking things on TV and I was terrified. And I remember saying to God, I don't want to be terrified anymore. And his peace was given in such an amazing way. And it was like a, the next unwrapping of the gift. So I had his love and his salvation and this was a new gift. In early adulthood, I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me quite clearly, Christy, there's not a lot of gentleness in there. And I said, can I have that gift of gentleness? And he said, yes. And that's been growing and I've been unwrapping that ever since, maybe more and more each day. Galatians 5.13 says, for you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Isn't that encouraging? Uh, Ruth prayed that at the end of her prayer just today, that we were called to freedom in salvation in Christ. Freedom brings fruit fruit from the Holy Spirit sent from heaven and we get to unwrap these gifts, which is amazing. So, Danny, I'm going to get you to come and help me um, unwrap this gift and we're going to see what's in there. So, gift of love is the first thing. What else is in there? Gift of forgiveness. Something we often experience when we come to know Jesus and it's never-ending The ability for God to forgive us of whatever we do. An amazing gift. What else is in there? You've got to put the lid on first, otherwise you're going to get tangled up. (laughs) Grace. The gift of grace. God is grace. And when we come to know him and start unwrapping this gift of love, his grace just abounds in us. And it's so never-ending and so all-encompassing. And we get to experience and unwrap for the rest of our lives. What's next? Strength of spirit. Strength of spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit was sent to us when Jesus went back to heaven. The spirit of Jesus. And we get to do life with him each and every day. And he gives us strength when we don't have it. Do you remember Ben's message, a few, um, Ben Cromkamp's message a few years ago, where he talked about um, the phrase that we can, uh, God doesn't give us any more than we can handle? Yes, he does. And he also gives it the spirit of strength. It's a gift we can keep unwrapping um, as long as we know Jesus. Patience. This is a good one. Patience. Um, I heard the other day, patience is when, or impatience is when we're not content to stand still. We have to move to seek what we're seeking At the supermarket, you're standing in line. There's two lines. One's moving faster, and you're like, no, I'm going to go. And you swap. Is it it a 50-50 thing that it sometimes ends up good, sometimes bad? It feels like the line you were in always moves faster. See, that's not patience. Patience is just standing still and knowing that God figures it out in the end. You might be longer, but it's a good thing. What else? Kindness and gentleness. I put these two together because they fit in the box, but also because they go together, don't they? That sense of 
we encounter people where kindness and gentleness doesn't automatically flow from us. And these are why they're, they're called fruit of the Spirit, because they're not our fruits. They're his fruit in us. And it's part of that unwrapping of the gift that we get his fruit, which is awesome, because so often I don't have any, but he does, and he gives it freely. Good stuck. Faith. Faith. Aren't we so glad that the faith that we need comes from God? It's a gift. The faith to know that our insurances will be worked out in three weeks. It's a huge call. This is a lot of money and a lot of organization um, tension, and it affects so many people. But we have faith to know that God's promises are worthy. So faith is another gift that we continue to unwrap. Peace, we talked about peace before. Man, do we need peace now? There are so many of us, me included, who have moments of not being in peace through this COVID season. And just moving towards December 15th, it's easy to get overwhelmed. It really is. But God said, my peace is with you. Holy Spirit is in us Ask him for peace this week. I, ch- I ask you, encourage you to do that. Test him and say, I need your peace, God. Joy. This is the last one. Why did I choose joy to be last? Because it fits in the box. Okay. <laughs> it's also my favorite. It's also my favorite. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. It doesn't say the strength of the Lord is our strength. It doesn't say the might of the Lord. It says the joy of the Lord. Oh, I need, a, I need one of these, Danny. Look at that. What a pile. I had three more, but I couldn't find words to put in them. Like I was, They got too small. So we went with this one. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We can get through these situations because the Holy Spirit is in us, and it's amazing. Let's continue to unpack. Do you know what we call this in Christian church world? Spiritual growth. This is called growth. This is called unwrapping love and seeing God do things in us. And we see it in each other, don't we? We are not the same people we were 20 years ago. Thank the Lord. We have grown. He is building things into us each and every day through reading scripture, through these times in church, through community, through fellowship, through his Holy Spirit's voice. God's gift of Jesus is a gift that keeps on giving to us, but also to others. Also to others. Mary and Joseph's network increased quite a bit after the birth of Jesus, would you say? I would imagine that they lost some friends and maybe some family members when they found out that Mary was an unwed mother-to-be. I reckon their social network got pretty small. Then they had to head off to Bethlehem and have the baby on their own. And for all the mums that have had babies with a very tiny support group during COVID, it's hard, so, so hard. And that's what Mary did alone. But then there's the innkeeper and the shepherds and the wise men. And then there were um, people back in Egypt and then they were back in Nazareth. And then there were siblings and then there were disciples and then there were multitudes. Their network expanded greatly because of this Jesus. 
So I read the verse before Galatians uh, 5.13. You are called to freedom, brothers and sisters. But it continues on. Shall I continue reading? Are you sure? Wait and see. For you are called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love become slaves to one another. Slaves. Weren't we just talking about freedom? They do not go together, do they? But go back and think what Jesus did at the Passover feast before he died. Fully divine Jesus. He'd spent eternity in heaven with God, washing feet. He lowered himself to the point of being a slave, because that's love. We are free in Christ, and he asks us to serve each other. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard, not easy at all, to know the freedom of Christ and then have to serve like a slave. But Jesus knew that's where freedom comes from, when we give up ourselves and we give to someone else. Our mission statement at Door of Hope is we're Jesus-centered, others-focused, and we do it together in community. When we do that, when we give to others, we create unity. That's life-bringing. Not always easy, but life-bringing. And this is where we see this growth. You know, our young people that start to serve, our buddies who next week will graduate from Hope Discovery Kid being a kid that has awesome things every week and next year they step up, don't they? They become buddies. They have to do things and have responsibility and don't get to necessarily do all the fun stuff, but they have to help. They have to serve. This is what we call spiritual growth. Have you unwrapped his first gift? We're talking about this spiritual growth, but actually... We need to unwrap this gift first, this gift of love, and we need to say yes to it. And we need to start this journey by acknowledging that we choose us instead of God. And if you're watching online or even sitting in this room and you've never done that, I'd love to give you the opportunity to do that today, to unwrap this first gift of God's love, because that's all he requires of us. He doesn't require spiritual growth to be in relationship with him. He requires us to accept this and to have his Holy Spirit come and live in us. Have you experienced the heart of the Father? He says, knock and I'll open the door to you. He says, seek me and you will find me. He says, ask and I'll answer. And he's unrelenting in the way he pursues us. If you're here this morning, it's because he's unrelenting in the way he pursues us. If you're listening online today, it's because he's unrelenting in the way he pursues you. Because he loves you so much. Created one of God, he loves you so much. Beloved of God, he loves you so much. The whole of our Bible is a story of how he pursues and reminds us of who he is and shows us his character and never, ever gives up and keeps pursuing. 
He has the most perfect gift for you. And it's called his love. I'd love you to receive it today. And you do that by receiving it in your heart. That it's as simple as that. We know though that going using some words helps us do that inner work. So I'm going to pray, and if you would like to pray along with me and use those words, you're very welcome to. Now, a lot of people don't like putting up their hand or sharing, and we would love to celebrate with you if you choose to do that today. During the COVID season, one of the things that so many people have lost is the ability to celebrate good things with others. They're alone. You don't have to be alone. We'd love to celebrate with you. Whether it's here in the room, if you're online, send a note to the person, to the online pastor in the chat so they can celebrate and connect with you. We'd love you to do that. But if everyone could bow their heads, close your eyes so that others can feel free to acknowledge what they're doing today. And I'm going to pray. Please pray with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for your gift of love that you came from heaven to earth as a tiny baby, that you experienced humanness and everything that it has. And then you died and rose again, conquering death and fear for eternity and giving us the ability to reconnect with you, Father God. We get it wrong all the time and we continue to make mistakes, but we acknowledge that we are broken, but with you, we can be made whole again. We acknowledge that we are sinful, but with you, our sin can be washed away. We acknowledge that we make mistakes, but we can ask for forgiveness, and you are good to forgive. Would you give us your gift of love, God? We accept it, and we accept your Holy Spirit. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. With heads still bowed, if you prayed that prayer today, it'd be great to let me know or someone close to you know. We'll have people down the front at the end if you want to come and say hello and say, what do I do next? Or who can I talk to? Or I'd love to have a Bible. Or you can type that into the chat if you're online and we'd love to connect with you. But having... God's love is the first and amazing step to a life of freedom and victory in Him. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing this morning. We're going to sing a song now about His reckless love, that pursuing, never relenting, amazing love. Please stand as we sing.